0: All right, Alexander, let's do an update on Syria. And uh, this is a dangerous time in Syria. If, if you ask me, it's uh, it's the Russians, the Iranians, the Syrians, the, the Syrian government which is being occupied, uh, Syrian land which is being occupied by the U.S. military, illegally occupied by the U.S. military, trying to get the U.S. military out of, uh, of Syria and uh, the u.s uh military at least the biden white house they're considering ways to push back they're considering actions to take against the syrian russian iranian efforts to uh to get the u.s out of uh, the territory that they illegally occupy so uh there's you know everyone's focused on ukraine rightly so as we are focused on the conflict in ukraine but uh Syria is entering a very dangerous uh, phase right now. And um, the part that worries me is that the the Biden White House and the Pentagon seems to be doubling down on their uh, illegal occupation of Syrian territories.
1: You're absolutely right. This is exactly what what is happening. I mean, the, the Russian Air Force, which is, of course, present in force in Syria, is now becoming much more active and apparently it's bringing down American drones. This isn't widely publicised, but it is apparently happening. The Syrian army is now pushing very hard against uh, various insurgent groups in northern Syria. And as you absolutely rightly say, there is now increasing military pressure on this remaining territory, which is occupied by the United States in eastern Syria, where, of course... Um, a lot of Syria's oil is located. And the Syrians are now pushing hard on that. The Iranians are backing them. And importantly, something that had not happened up to very recently, so are the Russians. And um, there's also a report, by the way, that a Russian major general, a man called Popov, who was in charge of the 58th Army, which was one of the key armies that was fighting the war in Ukraine. Well... Um, There was a bit of a minor scandal last week when it turned out that he'd lost his position as the head of the 58th Army and he wasn't happy about that and he issued a rather um, angry message and then it turned out that in fact the real reason he, he was removed from his position as head of the 58th Army is that he's been reassigned to Syria to take charge of the Russian forces there. Because he is known to be a rather aggressive, hard-driving commander. So the, the Russians are putting together um, quite a lot of forces in Syria, and they, they seem to be making a concerted effort to push the Americans out. And of course, all of this has happened against the background of this geopolitical earthquake in the Middle East. The uh, Iranian um, Saudi rapprochement, Saudi Arabia's um, welcome to President Assad, the decision of the Arab League to readmit Syria into the Arab League. And of course, that means that for the Arab states, what those American troops in eastern Syria are now occupying not just Syrian land, but Arab land. And that means that the Syrian government, and no doubt the Russians, feel that they have the backing of the Arab states in this very, hard, this very hardball game that they're playing with the Americans. So the US has a difficult decision to make. Does it push back? Does it risk getting involved in a direct clash with the Russians? Or does it pull its troops out? Well, entirely predictably, as you absolutely rightly say, they're doubling down. They're sending more troops there. Reservists, apparently, not um, you, uh, you know combat troops. They're apparently dispersed in too many places to send those kind of troops. But they're doubling down. They're sending more um, air force, air, air, air cross force, force fighters to the Middle East as well. So the situation is becoming much, much more tense. And Erdogan, meanwhile, in Turkey, watches and waits. Some of the people who have been attacked by the Syrian army are his protégés. He's also had to swallow the fact that the Russians vetoed recently a, um, at the Security Council, the UN Security Council, the renewal of the use by UN humanitarian convoys of a crossing point into northern Syria, which is controlled on the Turkish side of the border by the Turkish military, and on the Syrian side of the border by Turkish-backed insurgents. So he is worried about all of this, and, of course, so far, he's not yet managed to get that meeting with Assad that he is... um, that he's so keen for, so he's in a difficult situation. The Arab states are uniting behind Assad. Assad and the Russians and the Iranians have decided that this is the moment to end this this anomalous situation in eastern Syria once and for all. But the neocons in Washington seem to be determined to push back.
0: So what happens if the neocons continue to, to escalate? What happens if they if they do indeed double down and they and they um, I don't know as the as the Iranians or the Russians the Syrians as they push try to push the Americans out do they strike back? What 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 happens then?
1: What what is going to happen eventually? Uh, and not eventually. I mean very quick, very very quickly is that those soldiers, those U.S. soldiers in Syria, are going to find themselves. Uh, no longer just occupying territory, but in the middle of a war zone. And um, there will be attacks on them. And, of course, the United States will try to counterattack, and that risks bringing them into collision with the Russian Air Force, which presumably they might not want. But, you know, with the neocons, what do you know? And it's only a question of time, I'm afraid, before American soldiers start getting killed. And at the very least, they could find themselves facing an insurgency war in eastern Syria. So, given that this is a small force, relatively small force, nobody knows exactly how many. The, the official word is it's about two thousand or 1,000 men, but I'm sure it's actually larger than that. But given that it's a small force, and that it's relatively I- isolated and that the surrounding region is becoming increasingly hostile. And bear in mind, I was talking about Erdo- Erdogan, but he is not happy about the American troops there, because the regional backers of those American troops are the Kurdish militias, who Erdogan is opposed to. So um, the nearcoms risk dragging the United States into another Middle East conflict, but this time one in which U.S. troops, isolated, relatively few in number, risk being in a position of severe military
0: disadvantage. It's a good way for the neocont to uh, shift focus away from the failure that is Ukraine to shift it on to uh to the middle east and to syria which they may feel is a conflict that they can uh win yes you know, this is, i'm trying to get into the mind of uh, the minds of the neocons they yes. may feel like they have a advantageous position in uh in the middle east and they may also look at it as a way to uh to open up another front against russia and yes they may look at it from that perspective as well you know yes. they're always looking at things in in terms of a big chessboard, and they may see that they're accomplishing multiple things at once by by bogging down the US into a conflict in Syria.
1: That's exactly what they might think. But of course, the risk is that they're not just miscalculating it, but that they're reading this thing the wrong way around. Uh, no less a person than Secretary Blinken has admitted that one of the reasons the US pulled out of Afghanistan was because they didn't want US troops in Afghanistan to be at risk of retaliation from the russians in the event of a crisis in ukraine i mean so i mean you know, this is hardly controversial anymore well what has happened is that u.s troops in eastern syria are also potentially now finding themselves hostage to a crisis the crisis in ukraine but also to a further crisis in the middle east Um, Biden said that he was going to end the forever wars. This was one of his justifications for pulling out of Afghanistan. Um, He risks dragging the United States into another forever war in eastern Syria at a time when, as I said, the mood in the Middle East amongst the Arab states is hardening against the US. So what you've described is exactly the thinking that many of the neocons I am sure will have we've got things not going well for us in Ukraine let's focus instead on the Middle East besides the Middle East is an area where we're hugely emotionally involved in it was our original stamping ground and besides we can win here we may not be able to win in Ukraine but we can win in the Middle East But the risk they run is that it will not just turn out otherwise, but it will turn out the opposite way to the one they think. But with the neocons, because they discuss these things with each other, and never really seek outside advice, they make these mistakes all the time, and they get carried away with their own chessboard strategies. And I, I think you've described the way they're approaching this issue very well.
0: Yeah. Okay, so the final question is, can Russia, or Iran, for that matter, handle this, this conflict? If if it does turn into a conflict, are, are, are they capable of, of handling this?
1: Well, this is a very, very good question, because, of course, I don't know what the size of the Russian forces in Syria, but I'm sure that they're not enormous, because, of course, bear in mind, that the russian air force in syria is also you know you, you, there must be some people in moscow who are saying why do we have aircraft in syria now when we need them in ukraine so it's a diversion for them too but their allies look a lot more solid than those of the us i mean they've got the syrian military on side they've got all of these iranian backed syrian militias who are formidable fighters and very experienced fighters They've got Iran, they've got, apparently, feeling in Iraq is running strongly against the presence of the US as well. And overall, and behind that, they have the support of the Arab states. So I think this is why it's all clocking up, by the way. The Russians have been very, very careful to keep the Arab states on side. And just to give an example, in something which the Iranians are not pleased about at all, but the Russians have backed the UAE about over a dispute about three islands in the Gulf, which both the UAE and Iran claim. Um, the Russians know that they have the Iranians fully on side in Syria, and that the Iranians can't really change or do anything about that. But with the Arab states, the Russians are still being very careful to make sure that they're fully on side. And working alongside Russia in Syria.
0: Okay. We will end it there. TheDuran.locals.com. We are on Rumble, Odyssey, Bitshoot, and Rockfin. And go to the Duran shop. 10% off. Use the code. Good day. Take care.